This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, April 14th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how are you doing? Dylan Higgins in there. We, we, had a, we had a pretty good, we had a pretty, I think, we, I think we kind of redeemed ourselves a bit after a rough start to the week. Yeah, especially if anybody listened and took Nolan Arenado, who went uh, four hits, two of them homers, and seven RBIs against the Giants. That was that's a big day. That was a big day. That's those Rockies guys. Is not only like they're prone to those big games sometimes, especially him for sure. He can blow it up and make you some money on himself on his own. So yeah, yeah. But I, I was also proud of our, our pitching picks. You know, we, we had Carlos Carrasco who did really well. Yeah, we had we had our guy Eikhoff, who, who was fantastic. Was great. Yeah, we, I we, saw. Finally, um, who we really didn't talk about in the podcast, but I have a few shares of him in fantasy leagues. He did really well today. So yeah, um, I saw Paul tweeting out Paul Sporer about how he really likes Eikhoff. You know, uh, his weakness is lefties, but if he gets lineups without big lefties, they're good. And I replied and was like, "That's how he felt about Martin, and that's how he felt about Eikhoff, and went with him." And yeah, you bet. So keep an eye on him and. You know, it remains to be seen if we'll be able to handle lefties because he might be able to do that too and become something special. Mm. Um, the only one we quote unquote whiffed on, and it wasn't bad, was Drew Smiley struck out 11 guys, you know, uh, against the Indians. I think the Indians might have problems with lefties. So, and I think Drew Smiley's pretty good. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good day. I would say it was a good day. Also, there was one other that we kind of whiffed on. I can't remember who it is now. Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, I do want to congratulate you on your prediction. The Orioles lost a game. You were correct. They awesome. they lost. They they are dethroned, and uh, they lost like four two. They lost the fight in Joe Kelly. We were wrong about how many homers he's going to allow. There you he go. Only was, allowed yeah, Joe Kelly was, was he allowed one. Annoyingly confident. Uh, he wasn't great. He stranded a bunch of runners. Uh, he gave yeah, up a two-run shot walked, to Chris Davis. He walked the ballpark and was generally pretty yeah. mediocre, but managed to get yeah. through it. So. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they they are fallible, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you got anything else uh, went on today? How was How are your teams doing? What, what's going on in your baseball world that went on on Wednesday? Well, as you know, I'm, I'm a working stiff chump. Yes. Okay, which means I, I have to drive to work every morning. Yes. So today... You know, I, 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 you know, I leave the house, you know, around eight o'clock, you know, eight o'clock. I have to get to work at eight 30. It's about, you know, a 20 minute drive. I'm not going to get there early either way. Yes. You know, I, I always listen to the same, there's a Chicago sports radio station. I always kind of tune into in the morning because my, my commute, it hits like almost perfectly in between a commercial block. Yeah. So like, you at, know how I feel about morning sports radio, but yes, I know. But even still, I, I, I'm, I'm always really proud when I, when I'm able to like hit it perfectly. I, I missed the, the first commercial. Pick sure. up the show, listen for about fifteen minutes, and then as I'm getting to work, you know, the commercials are coming on. Sure. Well, do you feel like you like hate listen to it a little bit? No, actually, uh, the, the guys in Chicago are competent. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't have, I don't, no, not, not with that show. It's, it's. Okay. Um, I no, believe no. you. It's a big enough market to find something all right. I yeah, believe you. I, you know, sh- sh- believe it or not, you know, Chicago sports radio, you know, and, and one at least one station is is fairly competent up up and down the lineup. They don't have the you know, the typical, you know, J-Dog and the brick, you know, yes. shouting at you. Yes, that's good. All right. All right. So this morning, morning so, radio on so your commute. I, they started reading reading a story that was published in SI. Yes, we were. Yeah, we we're talking about this. And it was about 
it was you know the, the the player who won't die, the story that won't die, Adam LaRoche. Yes, and I a, yeah. Apparently, you know the 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 part that had that had me almost like you know turning into a ditch was he spends his off season undercover in brothels in Southeast Asia trying to rescue sex slaves. Yeah, that one was weird. Him and Blaine Boyer, by the way, still <laughs> pitcher in the. He's a partner. Yeah, another major league pitcher. Yeah, I I didn't hear about it on the radio, but I read the dead spin write up on it, which was very editorialized. Um, oh yeah, it was and, it was Drew McGarry, who's one of my I I've I've always been a big fan of, of Big Daddy Drew. I always yeah. will be. So. Uh, yeah, uh, so that was very uh, editorialized, but still, I got the gist of the article and was like. Was it an SI or was it an ESPN? I thought it was an ESPN. I, I, thought, it was, I, I thought it was for SI here. I mean, uh, anyway, it was. Uh, you're right. The story won't die. My favorite part was I have a friend who's a very casual baseball fan who texted me and was like, "Oh wait, so what's ESPN. up?" With... Odd. God bless. I'm sorry, SI. That's okay. Yes, I, it was ESPN. Um, but I, I, I got to. I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was ESPN. It makes more sense. Um, I got a text from a friend that was like, what's up with Adam Roche? That's a weird situation. And I was like, yeah, kind of old news. It's kind of weird, whatever. And then I like later saw that thing because I hadn't heard about it. And I was like, oh, this is what my friend's talking about is this news that came out today that made it somehow even weirder. Yeah, it's it's just weird. And I, I never even felt like I took a strong stance on the whole thing. It's just a weird thing. I I hope more keeps coming out up till the All Star break. I want more. <laughs> I want more revelations I, of what's going on. Uh. It just I you know when when I picture baseball players like during the off season, I I don't picture them you know like, like trying to rescue you know rescue sex slaves from third world countries. I just I don't right. especially like like undercover in in a brothel with their you know with with their relief pitcher partner. I just. Yeah, it seemed like a weird, unique form of uh, missionary work with like a religious angle and definitely well-intentioned, you know, complicated and strange, but definitely well-intentioned to go help people out overseas. You know, I get that. It's still weird and the whole thing's complicated and there's a lot of politics involved in it uh, in terms of how that's handled and what's being that's just weird the whole thing like if you if i gave you like a multiple choice quiz of like what did he do in his off season and i just made up a bunch of goofy ones you know you would have never picked that as like the real thing you would have been like nope that's outrageous that's not true like yeah and there was then there was there was one quote like a direct quote from laroche that just this is the one that was was honest and there's there's a, a, a White Sox blogger um, at a blog by the name of Right Sox. It's W R I T E S O X. That's the old that's the old not hawk guy, isn't it? I don't I don't. It's Tom Fernelli. I don't. I think it might have been. I'm not sure. Remember the not hawk Twitter account? I I know the not Kenny Williams one. I don't remember the not hawk. I think he was not hawk. He was the f- fake fake hawk Harrelson one. Anyway, yeah. Uh, he wrote up on it. Yeah, he he had he had five hot takes, and they were all. You know, pretty. You know, it was probably aside from the, the Drew McGarry piece, it was probably the best take I've seen on on the story. Yeah. yeah. And the, I, number, the one I want to call attention to is number three. Adam LaRoche mentions his son dying rather casually. I didn't see that part. Okay. Just... <laughs> hey, um, uh, here, let me get to the the money quote. I'm not saying this is the way everybody should raise their kid. I'm saying I was given the privilege to raise my kid this way by some awesome teams and managers and GMs. 
Can every parent do it? No. We can spend more. T- can we spend more time with our kids? Sure. I feel like I've spent as much time with Drake as you can. And if he were to die tomorrow, I guarantee you, I'd be looking back and saying, I wish I spent more time with him. That's a weird interjection. Isn't sure. it? Like, a little like, bit. Like, it's not crazy, but it's definitely weird. Everything. It's, it's, it's not insane, but it's weird. Adam LaRoche is a crazy is, person, and I'm glad he's not on my on, on my White Sox anymore. And you got 13 million bucks to put somewhere. And you know, you know what? He He's just... It, it, it fits now. Yeah. He, he's a it, crazy person. You're like, oh, I get it. It just... the he, he, Yes, away. he's insane. He, he's... You know, only an insane person would, would throw away that kind of money. He yeah. is clearly insane based on what's happened in the past year of his life. Well, like I said, I, I'm hoping there's more of it. You said the story won't die. I'm like, bring it on. I want more drama. I'm, I want to hear. I'm so done with this, Trump. Can we, yeah. I, the White Sox are 6-2. and two. They're playing reasonably confidently. Carlos Rodon is fantastic. Chris Sale is fantastic. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about Adam okay. Roach anymore. All right. All right. We're going to take a break from it today. I hope it pops back up in June. We're going to take oh, a break God. from it today. Uh, before we get on to actual baseball, and we will, we got plenty going on for Thursday. Um, I want to talk about our sponsor again. SeatGeek.com has been awesome with us, and uh, Matt used them to go to Milwaukee. Yeah. My birthday is in about nine days. Oh, boy. Uh, we got tickets for the, the White Sox Rangers. So nice. I'm going to celebrate my birthday with, with the White Sox. Did you use the app to go do it? Of course I use I use the app to do it. And I use yeah. the uh, promo code STREAMS, S-T-R-E-A-M-S. Yeah. And I saved myself $20 off my, my price of my seats. Yeah. So if you go uh, get the SeatGeek app, check it out. Um, you can buy and sell tickets. Like Matt said, uh, we have our own uh, promo code they've given us uh, for you guys. It's 20 bucks off your first purchase, which is awesome. And, you know, a lot of things you buy might not be much more than that. Put in streams, S-T-R-E-A-M-S. And yeah, um, every ticket has a grade. So you can like look and see like what all the good values are. They also don't have like hidden prices, which is really nice. A lot of times they have like weird checkout fees and stuff. Yeah, this they, app they, they, they get these wacky hidden fees. Yeah, uh, not SeatGeek. Um, yeah. I've just heard great, great things about this company. And it's really cool to have them working with us, you know. And uh, we're glad they're supporting our podcast. And so we want to send people their way. Again, it's 20 bucks. Um, and just go download the app. It's, of course, the app is free. And you can log in and look around and just see what you got going on. And, you know, baseball games is probably what you're most likely to want to do with it. But I looked and I just saw other stuff going on. Like I said, arena football, you know, was here. And I was like, oh, I'd never even thought about that. Or uh, concerts and stuff. It's It's cool to see what you have in your area and then what the prices are going to be and then realize they're going to be 20 bucks less than that using the, the code. So yeah, we like uh, working with them and we want to make sure to send you guys there. So if you use them, this uh, is going to be back in Chicago this summer. Yeah. 20 bucks off that will make it nice and affordable. Matt. No, it won't <laughs> still, it's still pretty cool. 20 bucks off, but that one is, is going to be tough to afford, but I have heard that people are excited about uh guns and roses. Are they? Uh, some people, some people. I heard it on the radio, and I was just like, "Really, guys?" I mean, oh, some people for sure. They're gonna sell out uh, huge, huge arenas. I'm sure sure. they are. It's 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 gonna be like the same like forty thousand people going to every show, though. It's gonna be nuts. All right, uh, all right. Actual baseball. Looking at Thursday. Uh, Thursday has a bunch of day games, which is awesome, and it splits up our DFS slate. Um, it's probably going to split up in the afternoon. Uh, the first game, 1235 East Coast time. 
till 4 p.m. Um, so there's the first seven games we're all going to be together. And then at night, there are five games. So we're going to split these up for you um, and make sure and you guys can. Don't honestly, just me personally, I hate these weird Thursday slates. I like them to watch. I don't love them for DFS. Yeah, I guess you could, you could watch all day, but I. Day baseball is great. It's just a pain for DFS. It is. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I just see this as like a, a, a great day to lose a lot of money that I'd rather keep. Yeah, I, it's again. I'm just happy there's baseball on during the day. Fair enough. Either I, the I, DFS I, option is there. You know, when I do lose big, it always tends to be in the Thursdays. <laughs> uh, well, the good news about DFS is you can take it off if you want. But uh, let's look at these games. True. Um, so on Thursday. At catcher in the afternoon, Matt, what are you thinking? I'm starting with Nick Hundley versus Matt Cain. Yeah, I think we're going back to Coors Field. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we keep talking about this a lot, but it's important when it comes to quote-unquote obvious picks and obvious stacks. If you're in a smaller group, like a 50-50, where you just have to finish in the top 50%, or like a 10-person uh, group, obvious is fine. Get the points. You need the points. You need the minimum. If you're in like a GPP it's less so. You need points to separate yourself from the pack and, and take more risks. So um, I don't. I think there's definitely a lot of value in obvious picks, ones that are really good like that. Um, mm. And so I think Hunley is obvious-ish. Um, also, Buster Posey on the other side might be more obvious. Um, he'll be good. He's been kind of banged up, though. I think it's his heel or his foot, um, and he is not guaranteed to play tomorrow. If he does, he gets a lefty. It's Jorge De La Rosa. Um, that's awesome that's he'll be worth a bunch of money uh it'll cost a bunch of money that'll be good but um you got to make sure he's in he very well might not be so don't don't just you know put him in without making sure um and you need another plan so i like hunley i like posey what else are you thinking at catcher how do we feel about the uh the giants backup catcher uh it's brown right trevor brown is that his name I think that's right. Um, Trevor or Travis? It's Trevor. It's definitely Trevor. I think it's Trevor Brown. Um, Yeah, so clearly we're very familiar with him. Yes. (laughs) I've scouted him (laughs) extensively. Um, No, this came up the other day when he had a great game. I think he had two homers and cores, and it's like... And he he had a decent day today, I think, too. It's just get a body in Coors Field is important, and especially if you're picking on the Rockies. Um, so I can't tell you that I know him really well and I love him and I'm definitely not trying to overreact to, you know, a few homers from him, but if he's in the giants lineup and it's a catcher, a position like catcher and almost nobody else is going to have him, and he's going to face the Rockies, I say, yes, like I would take, like, I'm just trying to think like a terrible player. Like if Uneski Betancourt came back and was playing catcher, Against the Rockies and currently weighs about 400 pounds. I'm just saying, if he was in the lineup facing the court, uh, facing the Rockies at Coors, and I knew he was like nobody else was going to pick him, and it was a position like catcher where the ceiling's not that high, go for it, do it. So um, I say yes on Trevor Brown if he's in the lineup instead of Posey, not because I have a ton of confidence in him, because uh, I again I'm not that familiar with him. I'll be honest, but just that those are going to be points that. He can easily get a become a part of something, and I don't think any else is going to happen. So that's a good way to separate yourself, especially in GPP. So, yeah, uh, that's my spiel on on deep picks. I suppose it's it's the Lee Day Ho thing, except the problem with Lee Day Ho, who had a homer on a, a walk off homer, it was awesome. They brought him in for the lefty, and he said, "Oh, I could do that." I think it was O two, but uh, yeah. Uh, 
it's, it's tougher at first base because you need those points. But at catcher, go nuts. I think you can get crazy at catcher. Because um, unless you're spending on Posey, you're probably not missing out on a lot. Um, what do you think about uh, Jonathan Lucroy getting Jaime Garcia? Um, Lucroy has had some weird splits. Sometimes he has the reverse splits and likes righties. But uh, I think he'd be fine against a lefty and Garcia. Garcia's pretty decent. But... There's really not a lot to pick on. Um, to be honest, there's a lot of really good pitchers in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of hitting options. And so I am I find myself digging pretty early. Um, so do you? would you consider Luke Roy against Garcia? Would I consider Luke Roy against Garcia? Jaime Garcia, yeah. Yeah, actually, I, 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 I looked awfully hard at Jaime Garcia, and he's got the goofy reverse platoon split where he's like kind of mediocre against lefties but is pretty fantastic against right-handers, believe it or not. Yeah. And Luke Roy can have backwards stuff. I don't know. It's all kind of a big question mark for me. I'm just trying to trust a hitter I kind of like. And I think they're going to score runs there. Um, Jaime Garcia didn't have a great first start. Um, oh, he's just he's just so weird as a pitcher that I don't really know what to make of him against. It's, you know, it's I, not I, a pick I would make with a ton of confidence. I'll give you that. You know, I, I don't necessarily want to be picking the, the Brewers lefties against him. No, I want the Brewers righties and we'll get to those. I'm sure. Either you know, the, well, the Brewers' righties would struggle against him because he's very good against right-handed bats. Maybe unless again, they're hitters you think will hit lefties. I don't know. He's a, he's a confounding guy with the backwards splits. Either right way, it, it appears he has a weapon he can use to attack righties sure. that he doesn't necessarily have to attack lefties. Sure. So you're staying away from him. I'm not, but I understand it. Um, how about uh, on the other side, Yadier Molina getting your boy Willie Peralta? Are you prepared to pick on Willie Peralta? Not with Yadier Molina, no. No, maybe other guys, but not Yadi. Okay, uh, I'll be on again. It's catcher's just tough. I, I don't love that. You know, um, I just was struggling to find guys I like. Where, where else are you thinking a catcher in the afternoon if not Hundley or Posey or yeah, Trevor Brown? That's a really good question. It's the problem, is it's that's why I got to Yadier and I got to Luke Roy. I was like, you know, I, I I looked at that that White Sox Twins matchup, you know, hoping to find a catcher, and I really couldn't. No, yeah, there's nothing to really like there. No, I, you know, I, I, I I'm kind of curious about uh, Cameron Rupp in Philadelphia against Drew sure. Pomeranz. Take it on Pomeranz. Yeah, that would be okay, but you wouldn't do that with confidence either. No, um, again, it's catcher on, yeah. on a short slate. The more we talk about it, the more I like Trevor Brown. Yeah, the more I think I'm like ourselves into Trevor Brown. The more I'm like, you know what? Just take Trevor Brown and hope he gets some points that nobody else has because. No one else looks great. You got pitchers like Salazar and Archer and maybe Strasburg and uh, yeah, Zimmerman and Garrett Cole. Like I don't want to pick against any of those guys. So you know, uh, catcher's kind of tough. Um, I think it's the Rockies game. Again, I think Yadier or Lucroy are competent and okay, but they're not great matchups for either of them. Uh, I think we're going somewhere cheap, no matter what. Would you agree? If if you really wanted to get weird, I wouldn't have a huge problem with Hank Conger against Danny Salazar, honestly. Yeah, sure. I, I think we're going cheap. I, I think we got to move on. I think we're spending a lot of time on a position that is not going to score many points, no matter what. Uh, yeah. What about in the evening, though, at, at catcher? I had oh, in the evening, I had a couple felt- names. Yeah, at least a little bit better. Uh, how are you feeling there? What are you looking All at? All right, let me just run these down quickly. I had uh, Salvador Perez versus Doug Pister. Yes. Again, righty on righty, but Salvi does well against righties, as he did tonight. He popped He'll do fine. Yeah. Ken Giles, of all people. <sighs> He's had a tough start, yeah. 
Uh, Miguel Montero versus Rizal Iglesias. Don't love it, but Iglesias does have a bit of a platoon split against lefties, and yeah. Montero does damage against righties. So There's a potential Cub stack to have there, for yeah. sure. And last, I had Wellington Casillo versus Ross Stippling. Okay, uh, that's righty on righty, but, is, you, but don't be- you don't believe Ross Stripling? Matt, he's a 26-year-old rookie. Yeah, he had that big that big uh, debut. and Against I, the Padres. I, uh, no, against the Giants. Oh, was it against the Giants? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had my San Francisco teams mixed up. It was uh, an impressive start, name, but I think most people were like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm fine with Castillo there. Uh, the other name I had, and I think we're going to be talking about this matchup, is uh, Jason Castro getting Ian Kennedy. Come what on. What do you do with Ian Kennedy? You stop with this Jason Castro thing. Uh, the question is Ian Kennedy. Ian Kennedy, in his Royals debut, went six and two-thirds scoreless with seven strikeouts and one walk. Are you ready to pick on Ian Kennedy, who was awful last year, or are you staying away as if he... That was Jason Castro. Okay. You don't like Jason Castro. No. I'm fine with Jason Castro. Do you have any other catchers we need to get to? No, we ran down. Okay. We're going to get back to Ian Kennedy, but let's move to first base in the afternoon. It's it's not great. Uh, what are you thinking in the afternoon at first, first base? base in the afternoon? Yeah, Ben Paulson versus Matt Cain. Matt Cain yep. is the obvious to me is the obvious pick if you yep. get in there. I'm I'm right there. I think that if you're in a smaller slate again, go nuts. Pick those Rockies and Giants. Uh, I got that. Uh, what about if you got to go a little deeper than that? If you need an alternative, you know, I, I, I took a look at some of the options in in St. Louis against Peralta, and they're they're okay. But yep, I wrote them know, both. It's Matt Adams or Brandon Moss, and I can't be excited about either of them. Yeah. But I, I would probably be rooting for Moss in that case, just because I think there's a pulse there. Yeah, Matt Adams. No, I, 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 I Matt Adams get Abreu. so bad. I'm sorry. How, how did Matt Adams get so bad? He was like kind of intriguing there for a little while. Yeah, but I think he's kind of exposed, hurt, and then definitely can't hit lefties. And yeah, both of them be fine against Willie Peralta. What about your boy Jose Abreu getting Irvin Santana? Just about to say him. I I had him written down. He's a righty, righty on righty. Damage against everybody. Yeah, it's righty on righty, but he should be fine. Is it's not a slam dunk. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, he'd be fine. My last name in that slate is Chris Carter getting Jaime Garcia. And if you're scared of Jaime Garcia, that's totally fine. He has the potential to be really good. But it's it's Chris Carter likes to hit lefties. And that's what I'm hoping for there is he can run into one. You got that weird goofy platoon split with, with Garcia. I, I did look at that, and I'm just like, I think it's a stay away because I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the weapons he has against. Sure. I, I, again, I don't blame you for staying away from Garcia. I'm okay with trying to pick on him and hope he blows up, but I don't think you're nuts to stay away too. Any other first baseman in the afternoon? In the afternoon, no. Okay. How about in the evening? I had at least some options I felt good um, about. The two big names are, you know, Joey Votto versus uh, Jason Hamill. Jason yeah. Hamill. I'm sorry. I was searching for the first name. I remember the last name. Uh, on the schedule, it's Hamels next to Hamel, just yeah. to really mess oh, that's, with that's like designed to screw us up at least once today. Yeah, but yes, Votto will do just fine against Hamel. Yeah, right. You know, Goldschmidt versus Stippling again. Obvious pick is kind of obvious. Yeah, if I'm going uh, to- Goldschmidt prefers lefties, but it doesn't matter. He will do yeah, just fine against Ross Stripling. Hosmer versus Doug Fister kind of intrigues me. I'm okay with that. I feel I'm almost as bored of Eric Hosmer as I am of Mike Mustakas. But- no, no, no. I think Mustakas is infinitely more boring. That's fine. It's acceptable. Uh, yeah, but I, but yeah, I think Cosmo would be just fine, for sure. And Doug Fister is still kind of a question mark. He has a lot to prove, and he hasn't proved it yet. So, what about Anthony Rizzo getting Rysel Iglesias? Are you worried about Iglesias too much? That's fine. Yeah, it's 
Iglesias could go pretty hard either way. I don't really see an average start out of him. I see either the Cubs eating him up, or especially the bullpen, or him being able to take advantage of their striking out. I don't but, think I uh, want Chris Bryant against him, though. No, I want the lefties more than yeah, the righties. Yeah, I think if you're choosing to attack righties, I'll do it with lefties, I'll do it with righties. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to find maybe some Yankees to go against Marcus Stroman, but are you not picking against Marcus Stroman? I mean, you can take Mark Teixeira. So far, so good for Mark okay. Teixeira. My thing on yeah. Stroman is that he doesn't have a platoon split. Yeah. So it tells me he has weapons he can use against both sides. Yeah. And so I, I don't, don't know. He's pretty good. With DFS, you're really looking for where you have the advantage. I don't see an advantage with him. So sure. I'm sure um, you know, there, there probably will be Yankees who will, will do damage against him, but try, trying to, to guess who they are is not something I want to waste time on. Yeah. So I think Teixeira could be fine, but I think they're just playing better options between yeah, Rizzo, Votto, Goldschmidt, Hosmer. I'm a bit more um, intrigued by Chris Colabello than I am Mark Teixeira. He, he doesn't have the platoon split, but believe it or not, Colabello has been better against, like, Noticeably, noticeably better against right-handers than he has against lefties. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you're kind of waiting for him to stop hitting because nobody believes it, and he just hasn't stopped hitting. He's just Golabella keeps smashing. So, yeah, that'd be fine. I'm fine with picking on uh, on Eovaldi. Um The last names I had, you could take Prince Fielder or Mitch Marlin getting Chris Tillman. Chris Tillman on the road in yeah. Texas. You're not intimidated by that, I'm sure. Um, so a lot of first base options uh, in the evening there for sure. So on the second base, I had three in the afternoon and three in the evening. Nothing okay. I'm real pumped about, though. Uh, in the afternoon, I start with Colton Wong getting Willie Peralta. Yes, that's where I'm starting as well. Uh, I have DJ LeMayhew getting Matt Cain because he likes to hit righties and it's just getting a body in cores. And then the other one I like is Daniel Murphy, who started so hot getting Julio Tehran. And Julio Tehran had those splits where he was bad on the road and bad against lefties. And that is a perfect matchup for Daniel Murphy, left-hander who's getting Tehran on the road. So uh, I think any three of them are fine, honestly. Uh, None of them are amazing, but I think any of them will be good. Um, Did you have anybody other than those three? No, it's the exact same three I have. Well, perfect. There you go. That's the afternoon for you. Uh, what three in the evening do you have? Well, I'm starting than? with Ruben Odor versus Chris Tillman. Yeah, I think there's progress to be made against him there, yeah. for sure. Anybody else stick out to you? Evening's a little bit tougher. I had... All right, so talk to me about picking against Ian Kennedy. Ian Kennedy doesn't have well, crazy I'm, splits. Well, Dylan, Would you I'm, take... I'm assuming you want to pick against Ian Kennedy. Yeah, I think about it. I mean, so again, he doesn't have crazy splits. Would you take Altuve against Kennedy? Yeah. So again, Kennedy in his Royals debut, everybody was like, man, he was so bad and the Royals gave him so much money that, you know, those silly Royals, which is a pattern we've had recently. And then the contracts often work out. He went six and two thirds scoreless, seven strikeouts, one walk in his debut. So I'm not like scared of him, but there's that, you know, part of my head that's like, oh no, this Royals thing where they just embarrass us all for doubting them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he doesn't have crazy splits. I could see Altuve doing fine against Kennedy. He's just so good. And again, there aren't a lot of options. Rugnet's my favorite. Um, but yeah, would you consider Altuve against Kennedy? How do you, I, again, I'm trying to fish an opinion out of you of what you feel about Ian Kennedy. Honestly, I don't know if I want to pay full price for Altuve when he doesn't have the ad- clear advantage. Yeah, he prefers lefties for sure. Okay. It's just this weird five-game slate. Um, I also have Gene Segura getting Ross Stripling. Gene Segura is on fire to start the year. And it's righty on righty, but I think Gene Segura will be fine, especially because I'm not buying Ross Stripling, at least not right now. 
Um, were there any other second basemen in the evening that you would consider? No. Yeah, it's tough. It's just Rugnetador probably, right? It, it, he's by far my favorite option. Yeah, yeah. You could try like Zobrist against Iglesias, I guess, but I don't care. You know, Jonathan Scope against Hamels, but that's righty on lefty, and he actually prefers righties. I don't know. It's tough. Um, let's go to third base. Uh, what are you thinking in the afternoon at third base? Arenado and Carpenter are like the two obvious picks. Yeah, Arenado is going to be probably gets a bump. <laughs> it's yes, going to be tough. Yeah, after seven RBIs on Wednesday. Um, I would still take him against Matt Cain. Yeah, he could cause some damage again. And then Matt Carpenter getting Peralta too. Yeah, those are the obvious ones. I like both of them. Mm-hmm. What about um, the other one I like? Uh, Michael Franco gets Drew Pomeranz. That's righty on lefty. That's just fine for him. Yeah. I'm not convinced Drew Pomeranz is one great or two going to go very deep. So you're going to get, you know, Padres bullpen for a lot of it too. Yeah, so, definitely. um yeah, I, I like Michael Franco there. And then the last name I have, depending on how you feel about Matt Latos, how about uh, Miguel Sano getting Matt Latos? He might be an outfielder, but would you consider Miguel Sano against Matt Latos? I would consider just about any. I, I honestly, I spent most of my afternoon looking for twins to pop into lineups against Matt Latos. Yeah, you want to pick on him. That's fine. Um, but I think the obvious ones are Carpenter and Arenado, yeah, uh, but Franco also. Okay. How about uh, in the evening? Where were you going? In the evening? It's about point yeah. time. It is Valbuena time. So you're ready to pick Valbuena against Ian Kennedy. Yeah, cause I like the matchup for him. Sure. Okay. Just clarifying you are willing to go against Ian Kennedy. Yeah, like I am. Doing? I don't know. Because he maybe I, has I, Royals I like devil either, I'm sorry. And I kind of like the other side of that, too, with Moustakis. Yeah. Getting Moustakis against uh, Fister would be just fine. Boring, but fine. And on a small slate like this, boring is pretty okay. Yeah. If you, know, you could do something. How about at Dodger Stadium? Uh, Jake Lamb getting Ross Stripling. Does Jake Lamb do anything for you at all? Actually, yeah, he he showed some some pop against lefties last year. I have no problem with that. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that was like good in the minor leagues and hasn't quite shown it in the majors yet, but off to an okay start. And so, you well, know, I also kind of intrigued me the other side of that with Justin Turner. Yeah, Justin Turner gets Robbie Ray. Um, Robbie Ray, you know, struggles with righties because he's left handed. But Justin Turner prefers righties, but I think the struggles from Robbie Ray, because they are significant, might matter more. And I think Justin Turner isn't like weak to lefties or anything. He'll be fine. So and he's just playing a good hitter. So yeah, I like that a lot too. I like Turner, I like Belbuena, I like Jake Lamb and Moustakis. Those are four options for five games is pretty okay. Um any other third baseman for you? No, that pretty much covers it for me. All right. We get to reach at shortstop. I think <laughs> yeah, we do. I think the one of the main ones is going to be Brandon Crawford getting De La Rosa, even though De La Rosa is left-handed. I, I think, think Crawford can handle lefties. For, for Crawford. You what? It's a terrible matchup for, for Brandon Crawford. I think he can handle lefties just fine. And Jorge De La Rosa is bad, and it's cores, and the bullpen's bad. I think he's fine. It's not a slam dunk, but I think he'll no, be okay. Not... Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. Um, but I also think a lot of people will have that. The other one I had, and I totally get why you would not be interested in this, but it's just something to, to pick. It'll be if, cheap. If you say Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm not picking Jimmy Rollins because I don't want him getting Irvin Santana who's going to put the ball in the air. With a guy like Rollins, you want the ball on the ground, and that concerns me. Um, no, I'm going with my other boy, Jonathan VR, getting Jaime Garcia. VR is a switch hitter, doesn't care that Jaime Garcia is left-handed. He has some speed. He has a little bit of pop. It's a 
it's a punt. It's it's not a slam dunk, but there's not a lot of great options at shortstop, and I could see some points there, especially if the Brewers can score a bunch of runs in Garcia, which I think they might. I don't know who's going to do it, but if they might, he can get involved. So that's my punt that I like. Um, not a huge recommendation, but I think he'd be fine there if you don't want to throw too many darts at shortstop. The other one, you can take uh, Trevor Story, getting Matt Cain, if you want to catch the lightning in a bottle there and try and go with him, who... Had like a, I think he might have had two triples on Wednesday. I saw. Yes, he like he said, hitting home runs is too easy, so he's yeah, switching up the triples. Um, he's right-handed. He'll do fine against Matt Kane. He's probably, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do there. I don't think anybody knows what to do with Trevor Story. But if you want to pick him, you are not crazy. It's a good matchup for him. Um, All right. Do you have any other yes. shortstops in there? Okay. What are you thinking in the afternoon? Because I obviously I'm, struggled. Incredibly hurt that you'd want to mention Eduardo Escobar. I, I, it's true. He gets Matt Latos. I just knew that you would. I saved it for you. Thank you. You were waiting all day to pick a shortstop against Matt Latos. I don't. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know this, but he 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 got an intentional walk on on Tuesday. Eduardo Escobar did. Yes. Oh boy, I was not aware of that. That's it was fantastic. <laughs> You should That's see the look bad. on my face. I was just nodding. I'm like, yeah, Rodon's afraid of Escobar. Oh, boy. Yeah. How can you tell they're intentional when Rodon's walking everybody anyway? Is the uh, real question. Well, yeah. Gotcha. He had the catcher stand up and threw four balls to him. That's, That's true. That is true. Um, anybody else? I like that just fine, by the way. I didn't I didn't come up with it, but I'm fine with that matchup. Or is that uh, probably one of your favorites? No, I think we've, we've read on the afternoon pretty well. There's not a lot there, but there you go. Um, I, I think we, we dug pretty deep. I think we did a better job at shortstop than we did at second base. Yeah, how about uh, in the evening for shortstop, though? That one's maybe even harder. I had to dig deep. I'm, I'm Enrique Hernandez versus Robbie Ray. Do anything for you? I like Enrique Hernandez. He plays all over, so you got to make sure that he is a shortstop, depending on the site you play at. True. He might not be. Um, I, I do like Enrique Hernandez wherever he ends up. I, I would fit him into your lineup somewhere. Hmm. Um, but if he's a shortstop, great. Yes, absolutely. For sure. Um, you could take Tulowitzki against Eovaldi. Tula's been ice cold to start the year. I think really he's going to be better. Uh, maybe he's brought his price down a bit, but like, I want to see more, so I'm not pumped about that. But I could, of course, I think he's fine. I think he will be fine. You could take JJ Hardy getting Cole Hamels. He likes to hit lefties. Uh, he had those homers the other day, but again, they were scrapers. Like they barely made it out. I don't. Ha- I used to love JJ Hardy. I know you did. There's not a ton of faith anymore. But he gets a lefty, and it's Cole Hamels. And if that's what you need, there's that. Beyond that, I'm thinking about just paying for Carlos Correa getting Ian Kennedy, but I don't, I don't love that either. He'd be fine, you know. I, actually, that that makes a lot of sense in a day like today. I think. Yeah. So just, I mean, everything else. There's only five games at night. Like, you don't want Didi Gregorius. You don't want JJ Hardy. You don't want Elvis Andrews against no. Chris Tillman. I guess you could, but why? You know, Zach Cozart gets Jason Hamill, which is not special. Like Addison Russell getting Iglesias, that might be a better pick, actually. It's fine. It's righty on righty, but Addison Russell has potential to produce. I mean, Nick Ahmed keeps hitting for the D-backs. He homered on two of the straight days, but it's lefties. That's what he's hitting. Yeah, Yeah. that's what he likes to do. Um, Straight-handed, you don't want him against uh, Stiplin, I guess. Yeah, I like Addison Russell. 
I, I guess, but it, it's a tough day. I mean, Alcida is Escobar against Fister, but he's just as boring as Elvis Andrews. There's not much there. I would rather have Addison Russell. So, um, all right, let's get on to outfield where there are actually options, actually guys we would like. Yeah. Uh, you're going to probably punt at shortstop and punt at catcher and whatnot and uh, spend just, money in the outfield. Just take so, it over to Escobar. He won't give you a zero against Matt Latos. Yeah. Um, and then in the outfield, what are you thinking in the afternoon? Uh, Actual Pagan versus De La Rosa. Sure. Yes. Rockies. Any of the Rockies outfielders? Yeah. Pretty, yeah. It'd take, it'd take the cheapest one, honestly. <laughs> yeah. One. Um, Bryce Harper getting Tehran again. Tehran on the road against a lefty is a bad matchup for yes, him. Is. He is Terrible. bad splits. So feel free to spend that money you saved getting Escobar and Trevor Brown and take Bryce Harper. Yeah. I like. Uh, how about Adam Eaton getting Irvin Santana? Adam Eaton, actually, I, I quite like Adam Eaton. You could even talk me into Melky if you could talk you into Melky Cabrera. Yeah, against Irvin Santana, you could. That's a that's a weird day on this podcast, but all right. Stephen Piscotti against Willie Peralta. If you want to take him, he prefers lefties. But if you want to pick on Willie Peralta, I don't think you're crazy Isn't at all. Greechuk, the guy we want. Greechuk could be fine too. They're they're both right-handed, but they should both do okay. I, I think Willie Peralta is worth picking on. How about? Ryan Braun gets Jaime Garcia. Again, I, I still like these Brewers righties more than you do. Ryan Braun would be one. Or cheaper, Domingo Santana getting Jaime Garcia. If you want to go with the stack against Jaime Garcia, probably in your uh, GPP games, your bigger ones, where you want to go a little more alternative. I, I like those right-handed outfielders there. Honestly, I'm a bit more interested in the Twins outfield. I think they're going to be really cheap, and I think there's okay. runs to be scored against Matt Latos. Okay, I mentioned Miguel Sano. Who else do you have your eye on there? Uh, Arcia and Rosario are both left-handed. Yeah, if they get in, I they, they have Max Kepler, but I don't, I don't know what's going on with. I, he, this is an odd case. They they kind of wouldn't let him swing the bat against Carlos Rodon because they thought he was going to walk the world. Apparently, I suppose it was it was he had he was over four seventeen pitches seen and two huh. strikeouts, and one of them was just like like literally watching fastballs come right down the middle. And then whiffing on a slider and strike three. It was really odd. Huh. That's weird. Any other outfielders in the afternoon for you? In the afternoon, I think we're just about covered. That's plenty for the seven games. How about these five games at night? Where are you thinking of going? The Astros stack against Dean Kennedy. Yeah. That's uh, George Springer, Colby Rasmus, and Carlos Gomez would all do just fine. I have all of them Tucker down. Tucker is no longer in the, the roster. Did he get sent down? I just don't I just don't think he's getting starts. I don't think oh, he got really? sent down, did he? Man, it's free, crowded. We've got to start a campaign to free Preston. Yeah, free Preston Tucker. Well, again, who's he going to beat out? Is it Evan Gaddis or basically Colby Rasmus? So you're hoping that he's going to, you know, take playing time from Preston Tucker's good. There's just not a spot for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. they like him. I like Michael Saunders getting Nate Ivaldi. I had that written down. I think it's. I think it's a really sneaky play that I like a lot. Yeah, getting in in that uh, the lefty in that lineup would do fine there. Um, if you want to take Yankees outfielders against Stroman, fine. But I think there are better picks. Um, again, again uh, no platoon split with Stroman, no advantage. Pass. Yeah, it's it's just I think the Yankees can score runs on him, but one he's pretty good, and two it's just hard to figure out which one. Exactly. Um, it, yeah. The you know who I really like, uh, Mark Trumbo getting Chris Tillman. No, sorry, getting Cole Hamels, uh, specifically the lefty. I had my chart mixed up a little bit. Uh, yeah, Mark Trumbo getting Hamels, getting a lefty in Texas. Trumbo's been doing well. He mashes on lefties. Cole Hamels isn't like a guy you pick on real bad, but Trumbo's just 
hitting really well right now. He looks good. Mm-hmm. So if you believe in that and are looking for some pop, I, I could see Trumbo doing well there. Um, how about this uh, this Rangers outfielder, Nomar Mazzara, getting Tillman? Do you like that? I'm fine with picking on Chris Tillman personally. I'm fine with picking on Chris Tillman. I, I, I honestly, I tend to stay away from rookies when I'm building stacks just because they don't quite have the track record, so I don't necessarily They're know giant question where marks. the advantage is and where the weakness is. They're giant question marks for sure. They're GPP plays more than anything solid. Um, how about Dexter Fowler getting Iglesias or Hayward? Those guys near the top of the lineup, and if you believe talking, in the Cubs stack. Either of those, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe in the Cubs stack. I think it's volatile. Again, I think it'll either be a lot of runs or not much. That'd be yeah, fine. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's going to be boomer bust. I have Jay Bruce getting Jason Hamill, which is super boring. Nothing special. Uh, and uh, how about Yasiel Puig getting Robbie Ray? Righty on lefty, taking yeah. advantage of that weakness he has. I, I, I dig that, actually. Puig's uh, stinging the ball. you have any other outfielders in the evening? No, I think we, I think we ran them really well. We did a good job right. in the outfield, I feel. Yes, that's again. I think you're going to be punting the other positions and then spending money in the outfield. Um, so pitching in the afternoon in the seven games, you have Jordan Zimmerman going to Pittsburgh. You have Garrett Cole facing off against them. You have uh, Chris Archer and Danny Salazar facing off. If Strasburg's health healthy, he's going to get Atlanta, which is going to be an awesome matchup. Okay, those are a bunch of good guys who are going to do just fine. Um, if you want to be sneakier. I think it's Vince Velazquez getting the Padres. Okay. You like him? I think the the Padres just struggled two days in a row against Charlie Morton, you know, and uh, Jared Eikhoff. I think Vince Velazquez, <laughs> who's pretty decent and also right-handed, could do fine. Anybody else for you in the afternoon? There's a lot of good pitchers. I'm actually, I'm a big fan of Garrett Cole in the afternoon. Yeah. He's going to take on the Tigers who are a tough matchup, but they're also and, heavily right-handed. Okay. This is my thought process with this. It's yes. so you're probably going to be seeing a Detroit getaway day lineup. Okay. So my guess is they're probably going to be tossing in, you know, the Tyler Collins, the Anthony Goses, you yeah. know, possibly a Bobby Wilson appearance. Yes. Oh possibly boy. an Andrew Romine appearance. Right. And no Victor Martinez, because there's no DH. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think yeah. It, it could be it could be one of those weird getaway day lineups against against Garrett Cole. I, I I wouldn't do it blindly, but I would definitely, you can look before you do it, you know, yeah. look, check your DFS lineup, go see and go, oh man, look at that matchup. And and yeah, I don't think that's crazy at all. That's a good call to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um, Is they, anybody uh, else? Detroit has to fight a Houston after this one. Oh boy. Yeah. I like Vince Velasquez. Would you go with Archer or Salazar? Both of them are awesome. I'm going to cost you a bunch. I like Strasburg against Atlanta. You see, I, I'm, I'm concerned that the, seeing Smiley do so well against... Cleveland's going to give me a bias towards Archer. Yeah. I'm thinking we saw Carrasco look fantastic against Tampa. Yeah, I think I, they're both pretty good. Honestly, I, I love both these guys. I would take whoever's cheaper and pair them with yeah. Yep, and I like Strasburg, too. So, um, okay, let's get into the evening. Evening's way Actually, tougher. Be careful with Strasburg if he's coming off an illness. That's true, too. They, they see how he feels, but I, I assume they won't let him play unless he's doing pretty well. One, yeah, one, make sure he's healthy and... A week I get the stay away there. I, I, I understand. These illnesses, you know, it, it's the uh, the endurance they tend to strap sap. Yeah. So it, you could see him, you know, look great for five innings and then give way to the bullpen and you know and lose yeah. you know and lose a win without. Yeah, I'd keep an eye on him. Yeah. And then uh, let's look at these uh, evening ones. Evening ones way harder. There are not oh, yeah. really starters to be excited about. It's five games. 
So you get Stroman versus Eovaldi. I like, even though I said you can pick some Yankees against him, Stroman has the potential to just be really good. Eovaldi, I don't trust in Toronto at all. You have Tillman going to Texas. I don't trust Tillman there at all. Um, Cole Hamels could be fine against the Orioles. I think that might be a sneaky one because not only do they whiff a bunch, but they mostly hit righties. They they have a bunch of right-handed guys, but those guys don't hit lefties that well. Except for Trump. Yeah. Trumbo. Pardon me. Oh. So Hamels <laughs> is not a hugely safe bet, but I, I like it. You could take Jason Hamill against Cincinnati. He's not a very high-ceiling guy, but Cincinnati has the potential to not be very good. Uh, and I think that they might score a bunch of runs there. And I know I picked a bunch of Cubs against Iglesias, but he's a strikeout guy and the Cubs can strike out. And so if you want to do a GPP where you're looking for a breakout guy that'll be volatile and might, you know, ruin your your stack, but also could do big unexpected things and, and win you some money. I don't think it's crazy to go with Iglesias against the Cubs. I think there's a 30% chance that he does really well. Maybe a 20% chance, you know, less than 50 but it's considerable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I you would do, do it for fun stack with him. Be like, yeah, hey, I'm going to try one with the Glaciers. Honestly, with, with pitching matchups like this, you're, you're essentially doing a for fun stack. So yeah, um, it, it's kind of tough. Other than that, I, you could have fun with Ian Kennedy, you know, um, I don't trust Doug Fister against the Royals at all. I don't trust that. I'm yeah. scared of Robbie it, Ray. There's so few LA. arms that I actually trust here that I'm, it's it's really hard to choose. Yeah, but I, I don't even trust Fister to like break out and have an awesome day. Robbie Ray, the matchup with LA is just too tough. And Ross Stripling, I don't buy at all. It's a tough matchup. So it might just be... I mean, Stripling would be fun, I guess, if you want to try it. But Ian Kennedy, if you're just hoping for you know crazy... <sighs> Royals magic. I don't feel good about that you know, either. Honestly, the, the gambler in me says go with Stroman, go with Iglesias, and just be done with it. Yeah. And Jason Hamill, if you're in the smaller stack where you need to be safe. Yeah. If if, if, obviously, you, you never want two pitchers facing off against each other in DFO. Yeah. So, yeah, it's either for me, Stroman Hamill or Stroman Iglesias. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's a tough one. All right. So, that's a, a big rundown on a weird, weird day. Yeah. Um, Matt, we got to pick uh, guys for our contest, though. Okay. Uh, are, are you going first there? Are you gonna Are you gonna make me? Yeah, do it? I will go first. I was sad. I told you I wanted Velasquez, and he was what fifty six percent owned or something. Yeah, yeah just barely a, over. Over a threshold. I might just to mess with you. He looked good last time out. I'm gonna take Matt Latos getting the Twins because they mostly hit lefties. Last time, how many strikeouts did he have last time? I don't. Remember. Oh, it wasn't much, but he didn't get his butt kicked. I thought it was like one. It's a tough day, man. It's a real tough day. His last time out, Oakland, six scoreless innings, two strikeouts, oh. but only one hit and one walk. And this is a tough day. I mean, you can take Fister, you can take Robbie Ray, you can take Tillman. You take Pomeranz, I thought about. Uh, Pomeranz going to Philadelphia, a lefty up there. Uh, I think that's okay. I don't think he's going to go very deep, though. So I'm rolling the dice. I'm picking Matt Latos, who I kind of like, and I understand why you hate. But I think it'll be double points against you if he does well for me. So I take Matt Latos. Who are you thinking? Drew Pomerantz. Okay, I like that too. That would, that's my number two pick. So I'm going, but, I'm going with with honestly the, at this point, it's created a more skilled pitcher. All right, we'll see. I think Matt Latos was just hurt or something. I, I want him to be good. I think he's so. just kind of done. Done. Yeah. So that does it for Matt and I for Thursday. It does it for us for the week. I'll be back on Friday. I'm gonna have another live show live video show on Friday morning. 
Mm. Um, I'll be with Brad again. And then another uh, Rotographs writer, Scott Strandberg, who's working on Red at Rotographs, is joining us. And he told me that he's a longtime fantasy player, but is kind of new to DFS. And I think it's going to be fun to talk with him about that angle, because I think a lot of people are doing that same kind of thing. We have listeners definitely don't play DFS, just listen to, you know, do regular fantasy stuff and maybe haven't tried DFS. So it'll be fun to talk to him. Um, That's 8 a.m. West Coast, 11 a.m. East Coast on Friday morning. It'll be a live chat. If you want to come tweet at us and and watch us, we have webcams and we'll be recording it live. I I picture it kind of like if you went to go see a taping of, you know, The Tonight Show or something. You can see how it's done because the podcast still comes out on its own regularly, too. So if you're not interested in this live interactive thing or that timing doesn't work for you, it doesn't matter because the podcast will come out as normal anyway. Come out Friday afternoon uh, in time for your stacks. So feel free to ignore it, but it's pretty fun to interact with us. And uh, Matt, we got to figure out one of these Fridays you get off this summer. If you ever get Fridays off ever, you can join us. Yeah, it's not looking good. (laughs) Yeah, maybe one day. It's a long season. Um, Matt, you got anything before we get out of here? I think we, we ran down everything really well. I just want to hit, hit the sack, I think. Yeah, it, it's it's late for us. All right, uh, Matt's on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, that should do it for us. We'll talk to you. I'll talk to you on Friday. Matt and I will be back on Monday. See you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.